Howdy, howdy, folks. I am Father Fred Gatched, and you are tuned into the Double-Edged Sword program here on the Divine Mercy family of Catholic radio stations, KMDG 105.7 Hayes, KJDM 101.7 Lindsberg Salina, KRTT 88.1 Great Bend, and where it all began, KVDM 88.1 Hayes. And on the Double-Edged Sword program, we are cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture. And typically what we do on Double-Edged Sword is we'll bring a particular teaching of, of the church or a particular you know, teaching we get from the Bible or something, and we'll bring it to bear on one of the lies that's being foisted upon us by the culture at large and say, well, you know, we can see why you know, anyone who believes in God wouldn't believe in you know, some of these wacko teachings like you know, the, the teaching, the, 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 you know, the, the society's beliefs on abortion and marriage you know, and things like that. But today, I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, basically, what I'm going to be commenting on is the media in general. And before we do that, there's a couple of, um, of oh, I don't know, um, clarifications or a, or a couple of qualifiers I want to start out with. In that, um, first of all, you know, the church believes in the media. Um, the church believes in the use of the media. You know, you look at um, at great um, Catholic figures like Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, or um, the, the the late uh, Mother Angelica. You know, who founded EWTN. Um, you know, Pope John Paul, Pope Saint John Paul the Great once commented that if it doesn't happen on television, it doesn't happen. You know, he was smart enough to know that in in the the media culture in which we live, you have to get things out there somehow other than just by word of mouth, or it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, the second. Vatican Council um, spoke about, you know, the, the church's um, obligation to use the mass media to evangelize, you know, to get the, to get the message of salvation out there. And so, um, on the one hand, you know, this isn't you know, the purpose of this of the my, my um, ensuing comments here is not to just write the media off wholesale, but to point out what is going to what you will see is going to be a gaping, gaping hypocrisy and a, you know, a gaping, arrogant hypocrisy um, in the media that I think needs to be addressed. Um, I don't think it ever will be um, because too many people got too much money at stake, but um, but I think it's something that needs to be addressed. So with that in mind, you know, again, I think the first thing to look at and the, thing, the first thing that needs to be acknowledged is one of the difficult situations the media is in is that on the one hand, we could have a not-for-profit media. Basically, they would get their money from the taxpayers somehow. You know, the government would be the one to fund the media. But then could you trust such media to report accurately and fairly and to report difficult stories on the government? Pravda from the former Soviet Union, I think, kind of shows us probably not. And so that leaves us what we do have, and that is a for-profit media where basically everything from the now floundering Hayes Daily News all the way up through CNN and Fox and MSNBC and all these other media outlets, they basically make their money with advertising. I mean, that's how they pay their bills. That's how they pay for their airtime. That's how they buy their paper and ink. That's how they pay for their help is by advertising, plain and simple. And so whatever it is that they're putting on the air, whatever it is that they're printing up, it has to be something that people are willing to pay money for so that they will see the advertising and hopefully patronize the advertisers and the advertisers then see that it's worthwhile for us to spend our money, you know, with these various media outlets. So I think, you know, the first thing to remember about the media in the United States is since it is a for-profit enterprise, they kind of 
give up. They kind of they kind of have to sacrifice a lot of their the bravado they're always spinning out about. You know, oh well, you know, we're the watchdogs of of the powerful. You know, where it's the media that's going to report on the the malfeasance of big business or the church or or the government. You know, and things like that because you know we're here to bring the truth to the people. No, you're not. You're here to make a profit like everybody else. Okay, so just get used to that. I mean, you know, the media people can you know pound their chests all they want about it, about how altruistic they are that they're in they're in it for the good of the of the country and they're in it for the you know to ferret out the truth no matter what the cost. Well, that's not true. You know, they're in it to make a buck. And um, if they if they ferret out some truth in the process, well, good for them. You know, but I think that that's one of the things I think that just has to be acknowledged up front is they're in this to make a buck. And um, again, not there's anything wrong with that because, like I said, it seems like the only other alternative would be to have state-run media. And um, you know, as you see what happens in in socialist and communist countries, that's no good either. You know, so I think what we have is definitely kind of the lesser of the two evils. But what I want to do today. A long time ago, back even before, you know, we had Internet the way we do now, even, you know, when I was newly ordained, I was ordained in 1993. And I spent from 1993 till 2000 or, yeah, till 2000 as the associate pastor at the cathedral in Salina. And every day we would get the Salina Journal. And I've always been a been a news junkie. I Even when I was in college, I would devour two or three different newspapers a day. I would read Time magazine every week. And I was just, you know, really big into, you know, I was a big media consumer. And it doesn't take too long to kind of see how these people operate. And I was remember thinking, gosh, I should just start keeping a scrapbook of some of this stuff. And so but I never got around to it. But then one time, and it actually it just only happened a couple of months ago, it was just back in April. I decided, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start keeping track of these certain headlines. And I'll tell you what kind here in just a second. But I'm going to start keeping track of these certain headlines for about a year or so and see what comes up. Well, the thing is, it only took about six weeks, and I had pages full of this stuff. And so to do it for a year, I would have a book full of this stuff, and it would take forever to go through it all on the radio. And so I think I'm going to quit while I'm ahead because I think that this will make the point. But what, I'm, what I have here are a number of recent headlines, okay? And I think I'll just kind of leave it at that. I can, you know, I'm not going to read the dates off in every one of them because it's going to get, get too long and too tedious. But what I'm going to do is I'll read the, the headline and then I'll read you the media outlet from which it came, the newspaper, the, you know, TV station, you know, whatever it might have been. And then maybe if, if, you know, if they have the name of the, of the actual author of the piece, I might read that too, depending if that seems like that's worthwhile or not. But then what I want you to do as we go through this, and it's going to take some time. You're going to have to bear with me here for a little bit, but that's the beauty of Catholic Radio. I have more than a 45-second soundbite here. As we go through this, I want you to listen to the professions, okay, to the professions and to the stations of life of these people, because every one of these are going to be headlines of someone that's been arrested, convicted, caught, or whatever, doing something bad. Okay, so let's let's pay attention. You know, the doing something bad part that might be kind of interesting, but pay attention to, you know, again the person's person state in life. So here's the first one: Texas mother admits to selling her children to pay off drug debt. This is from Eleanor Dearman, USA Today, April 6, 2019. Now, again, this so is, this will be the model. You know, we'll go through the rest of it. But notice it says Texas mother. It doesn't say Texas woman. It says, mother admits to selling her children to pay off drug debt. So what are we supposed to conclude about this mother? And in fact, what might we have to conclude about motherhood? 
you know, what's in, what's what's insinuated here? You know, in a lot of cases with, with the media, mothers are no good unless they're aborting their babies and they're heroes. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, too. Okay, so here's another one. This is from KTLA Los Angeles. Church youth leader arrested after allegedly sexually assaulting two girls. Church youth leader. Okay, so they, you know, identify the person by, by profession. Here's another one. Capital custodial staff, that is to say the janitors and so forth that work on in the Capitol building in Washington. This is from ABC News, April 14, 2019. Capital custodial staff say they were harassed and exposed to porn by lawmakers. Report. Okay, so supposing, you know, you know, Congress, always full of perverts, right? You know, evidently lawmakers were, you know, showing capital custodians, you know, porn somehow on their phone or whatever. Okay, another one here. No red flags. This is from KTXL Sacramento. No red flags, colon. Public high school teacher accused of having sexual relations with student. Now, the reason why it says no red flags is because later on in the story, people are saying, well, gosh, we thought this was a great teacher. You know, how could they, how could someone, you know, that we thought was so good, you know, do anything bad? There was no red flags here, okay? And of course, you know, the implication is all teachers are suspect. Here's from WDF in Kansas City. Kansas Sheriff's Deputy. There identifies profession charged with rape of a child and other sex crimes. Okay, again, cops are no good, right? Then here's another one from the Los Angeles Times: Teen molested by Catholic school teacher gets a record eight million dollars from Los Angeles diocese. Okay, so first we have the school teacher, no red flags, but now we have a Catholic school teacher. That's even better. Okay, here's another one: Police. This is from W E E S H. Channel 2 in Orlando. Police, toddler dies after being left in a hot car while Melbourne mom picked up cocaine. A guy named Dan Billow wrote this. Of course, if she kills the baby by an abortion, she's a hero. If she kills him doing drugs, she's a deadbeat murderer. So go figure that. Here's another one. D.C. Synagogue. Okay, now we got the Jews involved, right? D.C. Synagogue, I'm um, accused in lawsuit of enabling systematic and regular sexual abuse at preschool. Okay, this is from USA Today. Brooklyn elementary teacher charged with sexual abuse of 11-year-old female student. Okay, elementary school teacher, another teacher. Youth soccer coach charged with sexually abusing and soliciting players. This is KFS, KFSN in Fresno, California. And again, now we've got the coaches involved. Ohio wrestling coach wanted in alleged hazing turns himself in. This is from NBC News. And again, there's another coach. Here's a, a starts off saying, I still have nightmares. House of Horrors siblings confront abusive parents at sentencing. Okay, this is from People Magazine. A gal named Christine um, Pelisek wrote it. And so here we, are, we have a parent. So we're identifying parents now. Two Virginia police officers fired for alleged ties to white supremacist groups. Okay, again, this is another thing from the media. The profile they want to show up is, you know, police officers are all racists. Okay, and so Julia Jones and Paul Murphy, you know, wrote this thing for CNN. And, um, you know, so they fit the media profile. King's coach Luke Walton sued for alleged sexual assault, report says. Okay, so there's another from the Sporting News. Amir Tyree um, wrote this about Luke Walton. So, um, another, again, another coach. Woman sues Chinese billionaire Liu, L-I-U, for alleged rape, okay, from Amy Fort Liddy. Again, that, it says, you know, it makes the news because this guy's a billionaire. Evidently, that must make a difference. Here's one. This comes from the Cincinnati Inquirer. 
60 doctors and pharmacists charge in largest U.S. opioid prescription bust. Okay, so now we got doctors and pharmacists. Okay. Opioid crisis. U.S. doctors accused of trading prescriptions for sex and cash in major scandal. A person named Campbell Robinson wrote that for The Independent. Okay, so now we've got the doctors all implicated as well. Psychiatrists. This is from the Hayes Post. Um, psychiatrist accused of sex with patients loses license to practice in Kansas. Okay, so again, that's a, that's a local story there. Psychiatrists are always suspect, I guess. And then this is from KVC Wheatland, the psychological hospital we have here in Hayes for, um, for young people. It says, former KVC Wheatland worker sentenced to underage sex charges. So I get it. Notice it's a former KVC Wheatland worker. We'll see that in a number of places. They always talk about an ex-policeman, an ex-U.S. United States Marine. For whatever reason, it's always important for them to put the person's former profession as well. Hundreds of Boy Scouts, hundreds of former Boy Scouts come forward with new claims about sexual abuse. Kara Kelly, USA Today. And of course, one of the media's favorite punching bags is the Boy Scouts. And so they're going after them. Now, this is a good one here because I, I kept a little bit of the text of the article with this one, too. It says, cop, teacher, others accused of trying to lure teens for sex. This is from the Associated Press and it's from Hackensack, New Jersey, Associated Press. And here's a few first few lines of the story. Authorities have arrested a police officer, a high school teacher, a minister, and 13 others. In a sting, in New, in, in a sting New Jersey officials said Wednesday was aimed at men who tried to set up sexual encounters with people they thought were teenage boys or girls. Okay, let's look at that again. Authorities have arrested a police officer, a high school teacher, a minister, and 13 others. Hmm. Why don't we have the professions of those 13 others? And the, one of the things that, you know, just kind of keep that in mind because we get to the end of this. So I'm going to refer back to this one because this is, this is kind of the whole, the whole point for this particular, for this half of the double-edged sword program. In the next half, we're going to do something else with the headlines. Here's another one. Ex-Florida policeman. See, he's an ex-policeman. It's 25 years in prison for killing black motorists, Reuters, from the Reuters News Service. Of course, we have to know it was an ex-policeman so that all law enforcement can be, can be put under suspicion. Here's another one. Um, this is from the Huffington Post, which is kind of a news rag anyway. School bus driver who raped 14-year-old girl gets no prison time. So school bus driver. So, you know, it's a bus driver. And here we go. We were shocked. California fertility doctor arrested in wife's murder. This is from the Daily Beast. Okay, so again, you have a, you know, bring down a doctor. Here we go. Cop teacher others accused of trying to lure teens for sex. Um, that comes from the Associated Press as well. I think that might be the same story that we did earlier. I might have just duplicated that headline. Yeah, that's the same one. I did that one already. Former AAU, I don't know what AAU, former AAU coach sentenced to 180 days for, uh, for to 180 years for sex abuse, child porn involve, involving more than 400 boys. And that's from Jason Owens, Yahoo Sports. So a former coach sentenced to 180 years in jail for sex abuse, child porn involving more than 400 boys. Louisiana school teacher allegedly raped her 10-year-old student. People Magazine. Um, Navy SEAL pleads guilty to hazing death of Green Beret. Okay, so now, you know, the Navy SEALs, of course, tend to enjoy a tremendous amount of respect from a lot of people. But now, of course, we're going we're gonna to put them under suspicion as well. Here we go. He's the scum of all the earth, says the mom of teen allegedly killed by a carnival worker, ABC News. So here we go. Carnival workers now. We've got to watch out for them. Here we go. Um, here's one from Yahoo Sports. Liz Rocher, 
says, Ohio State team doctor sexually abused 177 men while school officials failed to act per report. Okay, so the team doctors. So the whole um, area of sports is under under suspicion with with, coaches and team doctors now. Sheriff's deputy accused of having sexual contact with teenage boy. And he is from KTXL in Sacramento. And again, I kept some of the text on this to kind of show you the, you know, again, this this is sort of the, the media attitude here. So it says, Sheriff's deputy accused of having sexual contact with teenage boy. Here's the, here's the quote. Sacramento County Sheriff's Department, Shauna Bishop, is supposed to protect and serve, but now she's accused of doing just the opposite. See, you know, it isn't, you know, doesn't that just doesn't make, make your blood boil? You know, you got the, you know, the righteous people in the media, you know, pointing this out. Okay. Border Patrol agent sexually assaulted at least three women over seven years, police say. This is from Mark Osborne from Good Morning America. Boy, you know, again, the Border Patrol, you know, the Border Patrol agents. Now they're under, they're under suspicion. Here we go. Another teacher. Oklahoma high school teacher arrested for lewd acts with student. KFOR from Oklahoma City. Chicago pastor charged with multiple sex crimes for inappropriately touching twin girls. WLS Chicago. Okay. Husband sentence after wife disappears at sea during honeymoon. Okay. You know, husbands, of course, they're men, so they're always suspect. And here we go. High school prom chaperones arrested for public intoxication. All right. And that's the last one I got. But there's lots more. I mean, you, you can you can log on to the Internet. Most of these I got off of, of MSN, the, the MSN website where they have all the news stories and um, or off of Yahoo, Yahoo News. My point is, though, you should look at this. And what do we got? You know, we had the synagogue. We got the Jews, the Catholics. We got ministers of unnamed denominations, law enforcement, legislators, doctors, mothers, families, teachers, coaches, Boy Scouts, billionaires. Border Patrol agents, carnival workers, school bus drivers, prom chaperones, you know, and more on the way. You, know, you can just see how, how you know, the, the media just delights in, in printing all this stuff up. Now, the thing of it is, like I said, back with this, the, the one we had, you know, earlier, I'm going to go back to this again real quick, where it said, you know, the headline was, Cop Teacher Others Accused of Trying to Lure Teens for Sex. Okay, this is from the Associated Press. Now, Authorities have arrested a police officer, a high school, a teacher, a minister, and 13 others. In a sting, a New Jersey official said Wednesday was aimed at men who tried to set up sexual encounters with people they thought were teenage boys and girls. Now it says, and 13 others. They, they, they identified by profession the police officer, the high school teacher, and the minister. All right. But then, and again, I just read you the list of, you know, from these headlines that I've, that I've, that, that, that we've shared here just now, you know, we had the, you know, the synagogue that was under suspicion for, for not watching out close enough to protect the children, okay? Catholics, ministers of unknown denominations, like that one I just read, you know, it says a minister. You know, police officers, law enforcement, legislators, doctors, mothers, husbands, families, teachers, coaches, the Boy Scouts, billionaires, border patrol agents, carnival workers, school bus drivers, prom chaperones. Now, what profession is curiously missing from this list. I'm going to let you think about that for just a minute. Remember, the little, I'll just read this again. Authorities have arrested a police officer, a high school teacher, a minister, and 13 others you know, with the, whose, whose professions are not listed. Now, he's got through going through that whole list of, of things. I'll do them one more time, and then we'll do the Jeopardy song, all right? So we got Jews, Catholics, ministers of unnamed denominations, 
law enforcement, legislators, doctors, mothers, husbands, families, teachers, coaches, the Boy Scouts, billionaires, Border Patrol agents, carnival workers, school bus drivers, prom chaperones. Okay. Now, what profession is conspicuously absent from that list? Are you ready? Da 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 all right, we'll do it one more time, just like what Alex Trebek does. We have all these people that are listed here. Jews, Catholics, ministers of unnamed denominations, law enforcement, legislators, doctors, mothers, families, teachers, coaches, Boy Scouts, billionaires, Border Patrol agents, carnival workers, school bus drivers, prom chaperones, you know, and so on. What profession is never listed as you will never, you will never see? And if you've seen this, I would love to see it. I would love to you know, bring it to my attention, email it to me or whatever, where they say, profession X you know, you know, this person of profession X, which we're trying to figure out what it is, this person of profession X was arrested for possession of child pornography. This person of profession X was arrested for trafficking in opioids. This person of profession X was convicted of sexual assault, whatever, okay? What's profession X? Anybody come up with a pretty good possibility there? I'll tell you what it is, journalists. When was the last time you ever saw something in the paper that said, local newspaper editor arrested for public intoxication? Local journalist, newspaper writer, editorial page writer, you know, news reporter, whatever, arrested for possession of opioids or possession of drugs or whatever. Or, you know, you know local, or maybe local, you know, national, you know, weatherman, whatever. You know, any of these people that, that are the so-called journalists and so on, when was the last time you ever saw one of these people reported on as having been arrested or convicted or jailed for some serious crime? I've never seen it. And if you have, I would love to hear what you have to say. Because, see, you know, the thing it is, again, one of the talking points of the media, and, um, you know, they certainly threw this at, at, the, at the Catholic Church during, you know, with all this brouhaha with, you know, with, with the sex abuse scandals and everything. Well, it's not so much the crime, it's the cover-up. It's the cover-up. It's like, okay. Well, then I think what we're left with regarding journalists is one of two possibilities. Either journalists have somehow escaped the consequences and escaped the effects of original sin, and they're all just as innocent as the new-blown snow and have never done anything wrong. That's a possibility. Or they're just as likely to commit these various crimes as anybody else, but they just will not report on their own, which if that is not a cover-up, what is it? And this is one of the things I think that shows us just how corrupt the media in this country is and why they're really just not you know, worthy of, of us paying them much attention. Now you're saying, oh, wait a minute, Father Fred, you're on, you're, you're doing you know, a radio program. You're using the media right now to, you know, get, you know, to spout all this stuff off. You're exactly right. But you know what? <laughs> Catholic radio ain't my bread and butter. Okay, I don't make my living doing this. You know, I, I, I do this just, you know, because I think there's interesting things that I like to comment upon and I avail myself, you know, to the Catholic radio station to do it. 
but you know, if if the if the folks here at the radio station think I've gone off my rocker and they don't want to air the stuff that I do and they want to tell me I can't come back, they're certainly within their rights to do it, and there's nothing I can say about it. Okay, and so again, the difference between me and you know the people at CNN or the Hayes Daily News or the Salina Journal or the New York Times or Fox or anybody else is again, I don't make my living doing this. You know, I don't, I'm not dependent upon this. You know, for my bread and butter. But the thing is, is I, I just think that if the media is ever to be taken seriously, they need to kind of practice what they preach a little bit, okay? If they're going to talk the talk, they need to walk the walk. And, you know, you know, here they are. Again, you know, there was that sanctimonious comment from KTXL in Sacramento. Sacramento County Sheriff's Deputy Shauna Bishop is supposed to protect and serve, but now she's accused of doing just the opposite. When do you think we would ever get a, a, a statement, something to the effect of, Joe Schmo, journalist for the such and such a newspaper, is supposed to be out there ferreting out the truth while he himself was leading a double life as a drug dealer. When are you going to see that? Because, again, either the media people are just angelically innocent or they're covering up reporting on their own. I will leave it to you to think what you what you think it might well be. So that was kind of the first thing I wanted to do with um, with my with my headlines here was just to kind of go through and just point out that gaping inconsistency, if not just downright arrogant hypocrisy on the part of all the media, even again from the failing Hayes Daily News all the way up to the Washington Post and the New York Times and everybody else. Again, if if they if they want to prove to me or if they I think if they want to prove to anybody that they're really interested in, in objectively reporting on the truth, then they darn well better make a national story out of any journalist who gets in trouble, out of any journalist that's arrested for any kind of you know drug crime or you know domestic violence or sex crime or something like that. Any journalist that gets arrested or convicted, this should be national news. Okay, because they certainly do it with everybody else. And since they don't do it with their own, all I can say is cover up. All right. So, again, I think that's something that's kind of worth worth thinking about. So, again, I am Father Fred Gatchett. I'm the Vicar General for the Diocese of Salina. And I'm also the host of this installment of the Devil-Ed Sword program. We're going to take a little break. And um, when we get back, I'm going to talk about headlines um, as, as illustrated or, or the Beatitudes as illustrated by certain headlines. We'll go back and, and look at the good old Gospel of St. Matthew and the Sermon on the Mount. And we'll look at the Beatitudes there. So everybody sit tight and we'll be right back. Hey gang, we are back, and I am Father Fred Gatchett, the Vicar General for the Diocese of Salina. I'm the Rector of Sacred Heart Cathedral in Salina, Kansas, and also part-time religion teacher at Sacred Heart High School, also here in Salina, where I teach sophomores Old and New Testament, and you are tuned into the Double-Edged Sword program here on the fine family of Divine Mercy Catholic radio stations, KMDG 105.7 Hayes, KJDM 101.7 Lindsberg Salina, KRTT 88.1 Great Bend, and KVDM 88.1 Hayes. And on the Double-Edged Sword program, we are cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture. And we're glad you're tuned in on this installment of the Double-Edged Sword program. I've been calling this installment Headlines because basically what I did in the, in the previous section was I went through a whole bunch of headlines um, from, from just kind of the, you know, the readily available media that you can get on the Internet of um, various um, people that had been caught or arrested or convicted or jailed or whatever for doing you know, a series of bad things, whether it's drugs or violence or you know, sexual acting out, whatever the case might be, and showed how you know, the, the media gleefully reports when it's a, a police officer or a priest or a, you know, a teacher or a coach or whatever. But how oddly enough, 
we never seem to see that a journalist is arrested for any of these things. And so why is this? Is it because journalists are just such wonderful, innocent, pure people? Or is it because the journalists are covering up for each other? And I will just leave it to you to see what you think about that. But the next thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about the Beatitudes. Because I think that the Beatitudes um, really kind of get, oh, how would you put it? Now, they're, they're, they're just not appreciated for the power that they are. I th- you know, one of, one of the things I think sometimes some of you are old enough to remember the old TV show All in the Family. And you, know, you might remember old Edith Bunker, you know, and how she was, you know, Archie always used to kind of call her a dingbat. And she was kind of a dingbat, but she was a lovable dingbat. And, um, you, know, I, you know, she would talk about going to church and talking about the Reverend Felcher. Oh, Archie, you should have been at church today. The Reverend Felcher talked about this, you know. And, and I think a lot of people, you know, the, the reason why Edith was so a lovable character is because I think there's a lot of Edith in all of us. And so that whenever we hear the, the Beatitudes, and, you know, and we hear Jesus saying from Matthew chapter 5, you know, he got up, he came up on the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. And you can imagine Edith going, Yeah, Archie, it says blessed are the meek. Now, ain't that nice? You know, and I think that that's a way a lot of people just look at. They look at the Beatitudes and go, well, that's nice. You know, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the peace. That's nice. And in fact, well, it's nice. But it's what, what Jesus is doing with his Beatitudes is he is setting his crosshairs on the pillars of the upside down culture in which we live. And he's trying to flip the whole thing right side up again. Okay, because what he's doing with these Beatitudes is he's taking on certain values that we have. And and again, you know, just with laser precision, just you know, blowing them out of the water. OK. And so, you know, when we, we might look at, um, you know, for example, the the mindless acquisition of wealth. Um, that a lot of people seem to think that, you know, that this is a, this is an important thing. And it doesn't make any difference if you're Bill Gates or if you're Jeff Bezos and you're a billionaire or if you're, you know, somebody just working at a job and trying to, you know, scuttle a few dollars away in your savings account. The bottom line is, is that human nature is such we know when we've eaten too much because you can't eat another bite and you feel bad. Or we know when we have too much junk because you can't fit the car in the garage or the closet is so full of junk, you, know, you, you can't fit anything else in it. And then we go, we got to get rid of some of this stuff. But you might notice no one has ever said, gosh, I think there's too much money in this savings account. We got to get rid of some of this. Oh, well, there's too, this stock, this stock portfolio has just gotten too valuable. You know, nobody ever does that, okay? Because there's no natural stop mechanism on our desire to acquire wealth, all right? And we'll see this in these various headlines. You know, for example, one headline ran, the top richest American families, okay, by a gal named Audrey Kayanova, all right? Um, she writes a story on the top 25 richest American families. And so she'll go in there, and I'm sure, again, the Bezos family, the, um, you know, the, um, the Walton family from Sam Walton from Walmart fame, um, you know, what's his name, um, the Microsoft guy. Anyway, I forgot his name. You know who he is. You know, his family, they'll talk about all these various people. And um, Bill Gates, you know, they'll talk about these people and, you know, the 25 richest American families. And, you know, people will read this stuff and, oh, yeah, look, they're worth billions of dollars. And they have, you know, houses all over the world and, you know, helicopters and fast cars, you know, and so on and so forth. Or Jill Cornfield from CNBC writes an article, do these five things to get your first $10,000, even if you have no money. 
Okay, so again, when we look at, at things like that, you know, we, we, we see that you know, be, you know, people are out there, and you know, the the acquisition of wealth is important to us. And Jesus says, no, bless the poor in spirit. You see, you know, the desire on people's part to acquire wealth. You know, this, this is as old as humanity itself. You know, this goes back to for as long as there have been people, and um, you know, the, the desire to to acquire wealth and and to do so in an unlimited fashion, because like I said, there's no natural stop mechanism. Um, whenever people would say, "I have enough gold and silver," or you know, "My stocks are worth enough money, I can stop now." You know, it just whatever we have, we always want more. And then Jesus says, "No, bless the poor in spirit." All right. Now, here's another one. Here, here's another three of them. We'll look at the headlines. We'll go back and, and talk about what they mean. It says, teen hacked Apple, hoping the company would offer him a job. Okay. Here's another one. Why Intel should be worried about AMD's latest announcement. AMD is advanced micro devices. Intel and AMD both make the, the main chips that are the primary brains for, um, for personal computers, for laptops and things like that. And so here you have, you know, Intel and AMD, you know, technological companies going at it. Or then you have Hawaii, H-U-A-W-E-I, it's a, a Chinese electronics firm, um, is Huawei's operating system to replace Android expected to launch in June, report says. All right. Okay, this comes from Fox Business Channel, a guy named Catherine Lamb. So the thing is, is you, this is a big thing that's, um, that's you know, kind of had a stranglehold on the Western mind. By Western, I mean Western Europe and the United States. Since the endarkenment, which some people call the Enlightenment, um, the endarkenment of the, of the 18th century, starting in the 1700s, people believed, and some people still do believe, that by using human cleverness, we can overcome all problems. You know, by our mastery of our understanding of economics, we can provide prosperity for all. By our mastery of psychology, we can get rid of everybody, all of everybody's bad feelings, you know, and things like that. And so the idea is, is that, you know, the, with the idea of con the conquest of nature with science and technology, you know, that was, that's, that's, that's a very high value that a lot of Westerners have. They might not put it in, in those exact words, but when you look at um, the various things that we strive to do, and not of them, a lot of these things aren't bad. I mean, the fact that we want air conditioning during the summertime to keep us cool and heat in the wintertime to keep us warm and that we have jet aircraft to get us from point A to point B, point B pretty fast. But, you know, the idea of it is we're going to conquer nature with science and technology at all costs. And up and against this, what does Jesus say? Blessed are the meek, okay? Blessed are the meek. Um, again, you know, Jesus has taken aim at that and just flipping it on its head, trying to turn it right side up. Or here, here's a couple other ones. How to outlast a job you hate until you can retire. This came from Barron's. A guy named Maury Stetner wrote that. Or mother who learned how to make hash oil from YouTube videos charged with endangering kids after house explosion. You know, this is a big thing. You know, hash oil, hashish is a, I think from what I understand, it's a, it's a concentrated form of marijuana. But the whole point, though, is I think when you look at the whole drug problem in the United States, you know, why is it that in this country where we are blessed beyond all imagining, we have fresh water, we have paved roads, we have entertainment, we have all the food we can possibly eat, and then some, you know, we, we have all this stuff, and yet we're the world's biggest drug market. You know, why is some woman cooking up hash in her, in her house and endangering her children? Well, because somewhere along the line, someone thinks they need those drugs because they're hurting. All right. And so we, we seem to have this attitude that we need to be immune from pain, 
that we should not have to face disappointment. We should not have to face difficulties. We should not have to face, you know, um, any any kind of, of pain or disappointment or disillusionment in life. And so, you know, the, 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 we have this value that we want to be free from pain. And against that, Jesus says, no, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who can mourn. Blessed are those who look around and they go, you know, stuff just isn't right. And it doesn't, I'm, I'm unhappy about that. And my unhappiness motivates me to try to do something to make it better. Okay. But trying to make it better by, you know, again, it's like, well, I just got to tough out this job. You know, I hate this job. How long until I can retire? Or maybe I'll just go down the, down the street and buy some hash from this woman. And then I can come home from work at night and get myself, you know, high as a kite. And then maybe I can face my job tomorrow. Well, again, Folks like that ain't counting their blessings enough, you know. And so, you know, again, you know, against this idea that we have to be free from pain at all costs, you know, Jesus says, no, you know, blessed are those who mourn. Okay. Then how about this one? Justices, I think this is the Supreme Court of the United States. Justices reject challenge to Pennsylvania transgender bathroom use policy. You know, these are all those crazy people out there that, you know, even though I have the DNA and the plumbing of a man, um, I feel like I'm a woman, and therefore I should be able to go into the woman's bathroom and the woman's um, locker room and the woman's shower room, because even though if you look at me, anyone would say, well, that's a man, well, uh, but I feel like a woman, or I feel like, you know, I, I'm a woman, but I feel like a man, or I'm a man, but I feel like a woman on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think I'm a man, you know, and crazy stuff like that. And so, you know, you look at um, that or Rob Lowe, he's a famous actor, receives backlash from mocking Prince William's hair loss. And, you know, again, somebody actually got paid money for writing a story about that. That Rob Lowe, this actor, you know, got backlash, you know, got some pushback because he was making fun of Prince William. That's one of Princess Diana's kids. He's a grown man now, um, but he, he lost all his hair. He's you know pr practically bald. Okay, so Rob Lowe receives backlash from mocking Prince William's hair loss. Okay, or here's another one: Twitter roasts Tommy Laren, whoever the heck that is, after she criticizes a Gillette ad featuring a dad teaching transgender son to shave. Now this one I have to I have to admit to being confused on. You have the dad teaching the transgender son to shave. Now, does that mean that the, the child of this dad is a biological male and he just wants to pretend like he's a girl, but he still has to shave because he has testosterone and he grows a beard? Or is this a girl who wanted to be a boy and got shots of testosterone, so she started growing a beard and dad is short? I don't know. But this is just insane, right? And so I think, you know, we, we look at this stuff and you go, you know, how did this get so kooky? And it's all because of our, our cultural enshrinement of the value of self-esteem. See, it's all about me, and it's how I feel right now. Now, see, the, what happened was, and there's a, there's a guy that actually tracked this down, and um, it's going to come as a big surprise to you. That, so this all started in, in California, in the California legislature, where all the kooky stuff starts. But... Um, but the idea was, you know, the, the idea of self-esteem was, you know, you may, maybe you have some, you know, young person that's having a terrible time and, you know, they, they can't hit a baseball to save their soul or they can't make a free shot or, you know, they can't swim or whatever or they can't play the piano or they can't, you know, whatever. 
And so they, they dedicate themselves to lots of hard work and practice and you know, repetition until finally, by cracky, they can swim across the pool. Or, you know, by golly, you know, they can, they, can make, they can make a free shot with their eyes closed, you know, or something. And as a result of having accomplished something, they feel good about themselves. Well, that's good. Nothing wrong with that. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. But it was, it was some years ago in California, some nutso legislator, state legislator, said that, that self-esteem in and of itself was a desired trait. You know, the, and so that what we do is the important thing is not that you worked hard and achieved self-esteem. The important thing is that you get self-esteem. And so then we will therefore, you know, it's like, like these deals where, you know, well, everybody gets a trophy. Even if they finish dead last, oh, yes, everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets a medal. That way they feel good for participating. Well, that just tells everybody that worked hard to try to achieve something that what they did was not, was not worth anything. All right? And so in the face of this, Jesus says, no, blessed are the righteous. You know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Right? So you can see that, you know, Jesus has taken the whole cult of self-esteem and just, you know, turned it over. All right? Now... Let's look at another one. Supreme Court allows Pennsylvania trans bathroom policy to take effect. We kind of talked about that a minute ago. Venezuelan envoy lashes back after U.S. walkout from U.N. body. All right. So there, you know, you have things where, you know, people are up there, you know, the, the Venezuelans are demanding, you know, that they be taken seriously, demanding that they, you know, they be respected and so on. You've got the transgender people demanding, you know, that they get their bathroom there or whatever. Why? Because we have our rights and we want our rights secured and we want that with justice. All right. And so the idea is, is, you know, you have, you know, people in our times and again, I'm sure it goes back a long way where we demand justice, justice, justice. Now, again, you know, there has to be justice. There's no question about that. If you don't have justice, you got chaos. But over and against this demand for strict and sometimes retributive justice, Jesus says, blessed are the merciful. OK, so again, you, you look at these headlines and, you know, Jesus is saying, no, you know, there's this there's too much concentration on justice and not even not even a single mention of mercy. All right. Well, here's here's a couple others. Abortion clinics reported a surge in trespassing, vandalism and a historic high of picketing. OK, or here's another one. Netflix becomes the first major Hollywood studio to pledge to fight Georgia's abortion bill. Now, we have to ask ourselves, why do we have abortion? That's the big question. And the reason why we have abortion is because somewhere along the line, people decided that we have to have, there, ha there has to be the possibility, or we have to have the, how, how would you put it? There, there has to be the set of conditions in, in place for people to in, in engage in any kind of sexual gratification there, that they want, and there can be no consequences, okay? And so, you know, when, when you look at, you know, like you look, for example, the gay community outraged because, you know, the government's not spending enough on AIDS research. Well, at the same time, it's like, well, but if somebody says everybody knows how you get AIDS, why don't we just not engage in those behaviors? And if anybody, of course, if anybody proposes that, oh, they're a hate monger, you're a hater, you know, and so on. Or, you know, if, if you say, well, you know, we know that abortions come about because of unwanted pregnancies and we know how pregnancies happen. Why don't we limit sexual behavior to married couples where the children can be welcomed and taken care of properly? OK. And, oh, that's judgmental. Oh, how can you be so full of hatred and judgment? Well, the thing it is, we do it all the time. You know, look at look at how we how how we we've dealt, for example, with smokers. 
we have shamed smokers out into the back alleys. You know, we, we've decided that smoking, and again, again, full disclosure, I don't smoke. I never have smoked. Um, I don't like being around cigarette smoke. But, you know, to use the parlance, who am I to judge someone that wants to smoke, right? And yet here, you know, we, we've, shamed, we've shamed smokers, and you, know, you hear all these ads on the radio all the time about, oh, let's jack up the tobacco tax. You know, let's, let's go after these smokers. Let's, you know, let's tax the smokers into oblivion. Because we have, dis- we have, you know, set our crosshairs on smokers and smoking, and we decided that that is bad behavior, and we don't like it. OK, or you look you look at how um, how, you know, they've gone after, you know, sugary drinks and, and trans fats and so on because they cause obesity and diabetes, you know. And so, you know, people that are going to sell this stuff and people are going to consume this stuff, you know, there there's a judgment upon them. Well, you know. Homosexual activity and intravenous drug use spreads AIDS. You know, why not have a, a you know a social judgment on people who engage in that behavior, because it's as deadly as diabetes or smoking or anything like that. You know, and and the same thing. You know, when you have seventy percent of the poverty in this country is caused by unwed mothers. So basically, if you have you know a, someone that's going to bring a child into the world out of wedlock, seventy percent chance are going to be poor. Well, why not shame them? You know, we shame smokers. We shame people all the time for doing behaviors we don't like. How is it that one damn one destructive behavior escapes, you know, judgment and the other one does not, all right? And when you look at what happens, you know, what, what we've decided is, you know, sex is essentially society's god with a small g. And, um, and we have decided that we will sacrifice anything to that God. We will sacrifice unborn children. We will sacrifice the well-being of children who are already born. We will sacrifice the lives of, you know, people that, you know, again, that get STDs and AIDS and things like that, you know, because sex is the God and everybody has the right to engage in all the sex they want. And if there's some kind of a bad fallout from that, well, then someone, you know, then the taxpayer or whatever needs to do something to fix it. Well, see, over and so over and against all this, Jesus says, no, blessed are the pure of heart. Okay? Blessed are the pure of heart. Blessed are those who see what's right and wrong. Blessed are those who understand truth. Blessed are those who understand, you know, that there is such a thing as true and false and right and wrong and good and evil. And, you know, that they don't make excuses. They don't invent shades of gray in the middle. And they just pursue what is right and good because it is right and good. All right? Now, here, here's, some, here's some more. China is in love with stealth and lots of stealth fighters and bombers. Here's another one. The U.S. Army's new M1A2C Abrams tanks will enter service soon. Check them out. Mike Pence, this is when the vice president was speaking to West Point at their graduation. West Point grads should expect to see combat. And the last one, Iraq warns of danger of war as Iran's top diplomat visits. All right. When we look, and especially in the United States, this is in regards to, you know, kind of to the military, but it's also in regards to business and sports and things like that. But the reason I want to bring the military up, and again, full transparency here, I support the military. I support the troops. I support a strong military for the United States. I think personally those are important things. At the same time, I think we should also look at the fact that the United States alone spends more than the next 15 countries behind us combined on our military. All right. We spend more than China, Russia, India, Mexico, France, England, Germany. I mean, all these countries, we spend more than all those countries combined, okay, on our military. 
And also, you know, you might remember from, you know, some decades ago, the media made big hay out of going in and finding out that the military was paying $600 for toilet seats or, you know, $1,000 for a little Allen wrench that you can go down to the hardware store and buy for 85 cents. You know, they're, they're doing a big thing about all, all this incredibly wasteful spending coming out of the Pentagon. And that, that wasteful spending hasn't gone anywhere. You know, there's still a lot of wasteful spending, you know, coming out, coming out of the military. And so, again, I think that, you know, we want to ask ourselves, you know, we look at all this insane amount of money we spend on this stuff. But also then, you know, you know people, you, you hear people say, oh, you know, for the price of, you know, one B-1 bomber, look at all the immunizations we could buy for, for, child, for childhood diseases. I'll agree with that. That's a good point. How about this? For the price of one season of professional football, okay, salaries, advertising, the, you know, the various, you know, concessions, you know, things, the, you know, the $10 hot dogs they sell at Arrowhead Stadium, you know, and things like that. You know, how much social good could you do for the price of one season of professional football? And so, again, if, you know, like I said, I'm hopefully kind of made this clear. I do support our military and I do support a strong U.S. military. I think the U.S. should have the strongest military in the world. But at the same time, I think when we look at what we're spending and what we're getting, you know, sometimes I think that needs to be looked at a little bit closer, you know, by the electorate and by our elected representatives. And someone, you know, should be able to go in there and say, all right, you know, we're going to tighten this thing up a little bit, make things a little bit more more efficient. But again, you look at what we spend on professional sports, you look at, you know, what gets what gets spent in, in business and so on. And again, all this is about the idea we want success, we want to win and we want conquest. All right. You know, we we want to be on the winning side for the Super Bowl. You know, we want the United States Marines to go in and, you know, crack skulls and take names, you know, around the world if, you know, something gets out of hand and so on. And against all this, Jesus says, no, blessed are the peacemakers. All right. Now, when he means peacemakers, he doesn't mean sissies. You know, he means people who are who can confront evil, confront that which is wrong and, you know, try to, you know, set that which is right. All right. Here's a couple more. British climber who died on Everest had posted about worries over cues before his death. There's a number of people who died trying to climb Mount Everest. Meghan McCain demands to be taken seriously by The View co-hosts. You know, The View is that TV show that has a bunch of women on it, like Oprah. I think Oprah Winfrey on it and, and Whoopi Goldberg. Well, Meghan McCain, I guess, must be on it now. She demands to be taken seriously. Or here's one. How to get a celebrity to wish you happy birthday from Inside Edition. Okay, what's all this all about? It's about this interior desire that we have for honor, acceptance, and fame. Okay, you know, we, we might know that, you know, here, you know, here I am living out here in, you know, West Central Kansas. And, you know, my existence out here is pretty obscure. But how many of us would not want to be rocketed to fame? I mean, that's something everybody kind of dreams about, you know, or, you know, we don't mind being honored. And at minimum, we want to be accepted. Okay. But then Jesus says, no, bless the persecuted. You know, bless are those who, who have, you know, who don't get honor, who have no fame and that are rejected. You know, the persecuted, those are the ones that are blessed. So, again, Jesus takes that whole thing and tips it on its head. Or here, here's, here's the last one. A neuroscientist explains why, explains why this Japanese secret to a longer and happier life is gaining attention from millions. And basically the secret is have something you get up in the morning for. They have, there's a Japanese word for it. Or Sharon Osbourne, this is Ozzy Osbourne's wife. Sharon Osbourne opens up about plans to get a new face. Quote, my next surgery is booked. You know, she's going to go in for plastic surgery or something. Or here, people don't believe my mom is 71. Here are eight anti-aging serums that she uses. 
Okay. So again, what if people wanted forever? In fact, what do you wish people? You wish people peace and long life. You know, when a couple gets married, you know, we wish you have a long, happy life together. Okay. And so we, we want a long and happy life. We, again, a long and healthy life. Well, that's all well and good. But instead, Jesus gives us the cross. All right. And again, I think that if you, if you look at what the world is mindlessly pursuing, as evidenced by these headlines, and you, you, you compare that to, again, the Beatitudes where Jesus says, bless the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, as opposed to the mindless acquisition of wealth. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, as opposed to those who try you know use any means possible to try to avoid pain, including you know, all kinds of crazy drugs and things like that. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, as again, as opposed to you know, trying to use science and technology to conquer everything. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Okay? All that is as opposed to um, the, the cult of self-esteem. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy, as opposed to our lawsuit happy society. I, I read the other day, the United States has 5% of the world's population, and we have more lawyers than the rest of the world combined, because we're out there demanding justice. Okay, Or again, when you look at the, at the mindless pursuit of sexual gratification, Jesus says, bless the pure of heart, for they will see God. And then the idea of success and conquest and winning. Nope, bless the peacemakers, so they will be called children of God. And then blessed are those who are persecuted, you know, instead of honor, acceptance, and fame, as we see, you know, in, in these particular um, um, headlines, you know, that someone dies on Mount Everest because they want to be famous for climbing Mount Everest. And Megan McCain does, de demands to be taken seriously. She wants honor and acceptance on TV. And Jesus says, nope, you know, bless those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. So we've been through quite a few um, um, headlines here to kind of make a couple of points, and hopefully you find that interesting. So that pretty much wraps it up for this installment of Double-Edged Sword. Thanks again for tuning in. Just want to remind you to visit our website at dv, that's V as in Victor, www.dvmercy.com. Um, you can also call the station at 785-621-4110. If you go to our Divine Mercy website, there are archived installments of Double-Edged Sword and also the One Body program, both of which are locally produced by our Catholic radio stations here in Divine Mercy Radio. And those are there for you to peruse and listen to at your leisure if you want to go pick up an older installment of one of those shows that you want to listen to again. Also, check out our donate button because um, there is where we depend on people's donations to keep us on the air and to keep the message going out to these Catholic airwaves. And so again, we thank you for tuning in to this installment of Double-Edged Sword here on Divine Mercy Radio, and we'll see you on the next time. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye and God bless.